Hey. Yeah, no, I, I just got to the... Well, I just got here. So I'm going to get started. He's going to be here before we even know it. And I just need to get warmed up and kind of, I guess, give people a rundown of what's going to be happening. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm going to be right in there and recording in no time. Okay. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. I am because we just took a little break maybe a half an hour so nothing's really changed you would think but actually we did have kind of an exciting little break so stay tuned you'll get to hear about well how I mistaked a habanero pepper for a pickle and uh yeah the you know I guess the the outcome of such things so stay tuned which is it's gonna be funny it's gonna be real and it's gonna be us regular solo cup okay well this was an interesting thing i i saw the crib keeper get up right as i put record and he said i need one of those and grabbed onto a solo cup so well, right before we were about to come out to the trailer i made a grave mistake i thought i was shoving a uh, pickle in my mouth from some you know pickles and they weren't um it was actually a habanero pepper and uh yeah so, I uh, ended up grabbing a Solo Cup and putting, uh, putting tortilla chips in it because I don't know if you guys remember that episode when the crepe keeper was talking about how uh, anytime you buy potato chips, you're actually buying more, you know, air. So, like, literally, he goes to Costco and he gets, like, a three-pound bag of tortilla chips. And I have to think that this had to be him just proving a point. That you don't have to put that much air into a bag of chips if you don't want to. <clears throat> so, we are here in the trailer. And, uh, yes, I guess since we were talking about Costco there, I guess I should also talk about the time that the crepe keeper did a, uh... Well, so, we have this thing where we like to buy stuff in bulk. But also, we like to make sure our condiments are mixed up, or at least the crepe keeper does. 
So at one point, we're all sitting around the dinner table. He shakes up the thing of ketchup and then hits the bottom. And it's a Costco-sized one, so you know it's it's got to be, what, like 64 ounces at least? Oh, yeah. We are all covered in ketchup because he ended up smashing the bottom to where it just shattered. Um, we also apparently have the crepe keeper and his daughter-in-law that, you know, they sit together at dinner every night. And she will go and use a, like, ranch or a condiment and then she'll, you know give it to the crepe keeper because he's going to want it next. And, you know, you, when you eat some with someone, you know their habits, you know, after a certain amount of time. He will shake it without the lid being on all the way, just to have his habit. So apparently there's been quite a few times that they have had a ranch day massacre in their home. But I think the ketchup day massacre of Costco, the 64 ounces of just great... Heinz ketchup that just, I mean, you almost wish that, I imagine, you had been skunked at that point, because it would be the most effective use to be covered in that much tomato, right? It's, it, it certainly did look that way, actually, it looked more than 64 ounces. What, what they don't tell you uh, on the bottle or uh, in their advertising, that, uh, it's pretty thick, and it does stick to things uh, also. Um, and the, the incident she was referring to is uh, we all sat down for for dinner, and... Um, I'm well, like that person in class. I'm so sorry, everybody. You can keep on going. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, okay, so uh, what I was saying is we... Um, they don't tell you how thick it is, and uh, they they make it, you know, really look uh, and sound good. Well, we were all sitting down for dinner, and uh, we had a, the proverbial house on a hill, and we had rather large windows looking down towards the bay. And uh, I wanted, we I guess we were having fries or something, and I wanted... Catch him, and I, I turned that thing on. It was a brand new bottle. I got it going, and man, I was just working it, and it wouldn't come out. Oh my god! So um, you literally just saw me do that, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I just I tried to shake up a bottle of wine with a glass of wine in my hand after I was just mocking him about his use of yeah. shaking up stuff and not checking everything. That's, so see, I, that's a lesson learned. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm the jerk now taking off my my smartwatch because I'm covered in wine. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, that could have been worse. It could have been ketchup. But, so, everybody was uh, just kind of uh, waiting for the ketchup to come around. And uh, I delivered, I, you know. Uh, they were all covered in uh, ketchup after uh, after that. What had happened is I went ahead and it wasn't coming out fast enough for me. And I, when I have fries and ketchup, man, it's got to come out fast. So anyhow, I hit the bottom, uh, like she said, and it, uh, I, maybe I hit it a little bit too hard. And it exploded. And if you can picture this, four people sitting around the dinner table, 
all the fries are in about the middle of the table. Everybody had the most shocked look on her face when that thing exploded, and it exploded out. So it covered mostly all three of them. Uh, it, it did quite the job on them. It got the windows. It got you name it. I mean, if it was in the rifle range, uh, it, it got it. Well, but, but and I, I'm still to this day trying to convince him that was an accident. Okay, accidents happen. So now I I wrote to the ketchup company and said maybe they should put a, a caution label on the back. I don't know, you know, whatever you guys think. I mean, I think it's uh, it's, it's worth uh, looking into. I think the thing, though, at the time is like, so the prep keeper at this point, he actually had a job to where he was gone, uh, you know, at work in a very high-stress situation. So sometimes he would come home, and he would have, you know, kind of a tough day, and we would all just kind of be like... <clears throat> Not wanting to make the situation worse sometimes. And I think, you know, sometimes when something like that happens, you're like, oh, I'm so glad it wasn't me. Because if it was me that that happened to, it would be a whole different story. But because it was the crab keeper, I think we were all just like, is he going to laugh? Is he going to yell? Is he going to go crazy? Like, what is going to happen? So, crab keeper, the I upgraded our solo cups. The unknown is uh, a little something I learned in uh, with my managerial skills. Oh, um, you did. And uh, yeah, it um, it was different. Now the the cups. Let's let's talk about the cups and get it on its way here. So, well, we have a we have a wine that we're drinking today. It's called Druid's Fluid. It is a premium rosé, handcrafted in Oregon. We oh, have boy. a two thousand eight here, and. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll see what this is. And see, I didn't want to go with those, you know, little what's going on? Nothing. Uh, Do you it, like it? Did you try it? I, I tasted it. Uh, oh we gotta cheers. Look, can cheers. we click do we click? Oh look they click. Oh shit. They click a little too good. See you you should maybe you ought to wear a raincoat for the, today's out you might have, You know, be. I feel like I'm wearing more of this druid's fluid. Today than maybe I normally would be. It is. Um, I'm having an off day, everybody. It's kind of. Um, it's a little on the bitter side. It's it's a lot on the bitter side. Yeah, I could tell by her lips are just kind of folding up under there, but it's um, yeah, it's a little bit tough. Uh, I can see where. Uh, we don't have to drink a whole lot of it. See, but uh, I thought you were going to like it with it being so dry. Well, I do like it dry, but sometimes it's a, I've got to be in the mood for it, too. Um, and I could uh, I could tell you about a wine that um, I used to uh, venture to see, and you don't even find it anymore, and it's called Muscatel. Now, some of the older generation would, would probably uh, agree with me. Muscatel is a wine that it's was kind of smooth, but it warmed you up from the inside pretty darn quick. Um, 
I had a, uh, an elderly gentleman on my route, uh, on one of my routes, and, and I was delivering. And if the weather was bad, he would meet me out by the by the curb, and he would have a, a little glass ready for me, and he'd hand that to me, and that had the muscatel in it. And a cold, rainy day, it went down nice. But so you're uh, saying it's, openly, it's, you're admitting on air that you used to drink on the job? No, I didn't. Drinking. Let's let's <clears throat> let's hear. Get a little something straight about drinking. Drinking means that you would put it in your mouth and you would swallow it. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the big difference. Um, you know, it's it's just semantics. Um, but it would uh, it would take care of business. But uh, muscatel, got to remember that. I mean, it sounds pretty interesting. Something that uh, I ended up having happen since we recorded last. So, you know, I'm a little bit of a hot mess sometimes. And it seems like sometimes when it rains, it pours. So, go and take a nap yesterday. Wake up. And, um, before I came down here, I ended up having to get some dental work done. Well, long story short, I ended up swallowing my bridge. So, that's been interesting. Because, you know, I just feel like a little bit of a, a hot mess in general. With, uh, that whole thing. And then I'm spilling wine on myself. And, uh, everything else. So... I'm sitting here eating these pickles to try to, like, you know, kind of calm down my throat because, you know, I swallowed my bridge and kind of scraped things up. Sure. So then I go and I go and decide to get, like, I don't know, brave. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat this, you know, pickled carrot, thinking it's, like, you know, just one of the, like, uh, Italian, like, pickled vegetables. No, nope, it wasn't. It was that habanero. So now I am actually eating tortilla chips with ranch to help calm down the burn and uh so the carp keeper's like what are you eating like tortilla chips with ranch so like really the reason why i'm eating tortilla chips with ranch is because once again i would feel like a horrible human being if i was just eating spoonfuls of ranch plus when i went to go get my ranch the other day from the little pantry and i mean you can see this is it's a little it's a good size little container oh yeah yeah um i got bacon ranch Mm. So it's not quite the same as my regular ranch that I love. So maybe that's actually why I feel more guilty about it. Because it's probably like more calories and fattening. That I'm like, you know. But if it was regular ranch, I would probably just do spoonfuls. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, for those who are not familiar with the area that we live in. Um, there's a. Uh, it's like a 7-Eleven store. And it's called Little Lil Pantry. And I have a feeling that L-I-L is what my partner here is, uh, kind of took a real loving to it. You know, I love um, Little Pantry. They, um, they do a heck of a business, and... Um, they know me. They know her every, day, every morning, I think. She makes uh, uh, her trip down there and uh, gets... Uh, they, they have really great killer fly, fries. I, um, and, uh, really, uh, you can fill up on those son of a guns, but. Well, and the, 
Like, I mean, they had pretty much anything fried that you could ever want. Oh, yeah. And I, even if it doesn't belong fried, they could well fry it. They don't care. Well, I guess, like, the crepe keeper, if he wanted anything when I went through the other day, and he was like, no, nah, I'm good. And, I mean, him saying, no, nah, I'm good is, like, me being like, okay, so it's open for me to, you know, try something um, and see if he would partake in it. So I got these things called cheese munchies. And the lady goes, oh, they have a little bit of jalapeno in it. And as you guys all know, I'm kind of a sissy when it comes to, like, hot stuff. And I'm like, well, is it a little jalapeno or is it, like, you know, going to make me sweat? And she's like, well, it won't make you sweat. She was like, it will just give it a little bit of a kick to where you don't feel like you're just uh, chomping on deep fried cheese. Mm. Um, I got like one of the eight down and I brought you in this little tray of deep fried things. And I'm like, hey, here you go. Were they spicy to you? or were They were a tad, just a tad uh, spicy, but uh, actually it was pretty good. I was going to say, because I feel like you just have a different, like, I guess, level of spice range. Like, mine is, like, it has to be flavorful to have that heat. If it isn't, then I'm just kind of, like, I don't even get the taste, I guess. Well, you know, there's... Everybody knows that cooks do th things a little bit different their way uh you could go into a restaurant and get a like there's a, a place here in town you go in there and you could have the greatest breakfast you could ever imagine it's a little family-run restaurant but uh by the same token it all depends who's cooking and um you know that could be a, a disaster in itself um I'll give you. I'll give you another example, and uh, you know I keep bringing up Tillamook and everything, and and uh, uh, it it's different. You know, it's a different town. It's it's small. It's about well, they got more cows there than people. They've got over four thousand cows. Four thousand people. Yeah, but anyhow, um, there's a little place called Knee Tarts, and it's. Uh, Oh, it's not very far away from Tillamook, but it's uh, on the bay. So um, there's a restaurant out there, and I can't remember the name of it anyhow. So um, we're new in the area, and uh, so I said, you know, what do you say we have some, uh, you know, some good, good seafood dinner? And uh, oh, my, my wife loves seafood. So anyhow, I uh, call up and uh, I asked him, I said, uh, you guys open tonight? Because a lot of times they're not. And uh, he said, oh yeah. He said, uh, uh, what can I help you with? And I said, well, and I said, we'll be down, have a nice, you know, dinner and everything. And, Is this the Schooner? And uh, no, no, it was a different one at the time. But anyhow, um... He, he said, are you, uh, are you pretty hungry? And I said, oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's why I'm calling. That's why I'm going to have dinner. And I said, why do you ask? And he said, well, I'll be honest with you. He said, the regular cook didn't make it in today, and we have a substitute cook. 
And I said, oh, okay. And he says, the food is lousy. This guy can't cook. And I thought, whoa. Uh, I, I A for just, honesty. I, <laughs> he, he told it the way it was, you know. I mean, and uh, I, how can you fault the guy unless you're the owner? Okay. But that's the first time that it ever happened to me that, um, you know, they'll come right out and tell you. Hey. Go I'm, someplace else. So I I was at a Safeway one time getting the Chinese food from the deli. Because VR and I sometimes like to do fast dinners, quick dinners. And, uh, you know, they have the, I think it's like the Shanghai meal or something like that that you can get at the Safeway Chinese deli by our house. So we have noticed that there's two different Safeways. One of them is less safe than the other Safeway. Um, and, you know, so mm -hmm. sometimes VR will be like, hey, I don't think you should go over there. But they actually have the better Chinese food. So he'll like, you know, if it's before dark, he's like, yeah, you can go over there and get, you know, the good stuff. Otherwise, you know, we'll, we'll go over to the shady one if it's after dark or the, the more safe one, not the shady one. And so I'm literally, they've packaged up my food. Health inspector comes, you know, walks in. And is like scanning everything with their little thing. They're just about to hand me over my food. And they're like, yeah, we, you got to get rid of everything. None of that is up to temperature. Wow. Yeah. So like I dodged a bullet on that one. You de definitely did. That's but VR totally didn't believe me on that one. He was like, no way did that happen. I'm like, oh no, it happened. And uh, he went, you know, he went there a few days later. And they were like, oh yeah. They were like, it was... It sucked. They're like it totally sucked because we had to throw away everything and then we had to shut down. Yeah, but is... it was because their electrical like wasn't keeping those uh, little fat thingies up to the proper yeah. temperature. So I mean, well, I, bacteria does grow in you know certain uh, certain things in those temperatures. But I mean, to actually have someone that's like tested the food. And then it's like, the cook that's on tonight is crappy, like, save your money. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, make sure your insurance is paid up for the, uh, the doctors and for the uh, hospital visits also. So, do you remember, as we've been talking about food and incidences, so we, in that same house in Tillamook, great, uh, I think we had a lot of great memories there, but... Oh, we did. Yeah. One of them was, uh, you know, we we like games. And uh, we also, I guess, like, I think they're more icebreaker games. Things that get people out of their comfort zone. So I believe this particular event was we had a bunch of family in town for, I think, a funeral. Which, uh, you know, you usually don't see a lot of people until sometimes people pass away. So a lot of time has went by and you don't really know what to say or whatever. So someone had brought up this whole game where you have people put an egg in their hand and they have to close their hand and it's like impossible to break it. Like you physically like don't have the strength. Well, my cousin, who's a few years older, didn't really listen to how you were supposed to place the egg in the hand. And so he just grabs onto it and smashes it. So all of us are covered in egg yolk. So, I mean, that poor house, it was, it, it could make a maybe a meatloaf 
I mean, between the egg and the ketchup, I'm sure I've dropped, like, you know, flour and whatnot in there. Well, you know, that house, it brings back a lot of memories, especially uh, with the the situation we had. uh, um, My little one here was the youngest, and I've got a little older daughter, and then my son. And uh, it was, uh, the house was set up on a hill, and then they kind of graded down, and then a, a little bit flatter, and then graded down again. And then down at the bottom was uh, another road. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had a, a riding lawnmower that I had just got, and uh, she... Uh, uh, not this daughter. I don't want to have her take. Oh, the credit oh man! For this. And I and I mean, this is this is but, gonna go and spark into a, a great life lesson that you taught me with like with a lawnmower. Like, I mean, there yeah. is just so many life lessons. Well, let me tell you, we're lucky. I or I'm lucky. I got out of there alive. Uh, but anyhow, I am. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I she said, "Well, can I cut the the lawn?" and uh, Man, I'm looking at her. I see the way she drives a car, and I, I ain't too sure about this. This isn't me, but, by the way. No, it's not her. But anyhow, um, so I said, yeah, go ahead, but stay up here on top. Don't try to go down the hills. So anyhow, she's, boy, she is cutting, she's cutting away there, you know, and this, she's big smile on her face. And then I noticed that, that the hose is still hooked up to the spigot by the house, and it was out there on the grass. And she was just going, and I'm waving at her and screaming, and she's turning around, waving back, and just laughing and carrying well, on. Well, because she was so proud of herself because she kept on disengaging it. Oh, yeah. Right she... before, and, like, watching your face. Well, and so I'm running out there, and I'm waving, Stop, stop, and she did, She didn't hear the stop part, evidently, I don't think. But anyhow, um, she manages to run over the hose. The hose wrapped around the blade underneath, and she just kept on going. Mm-hmm. And it ripped the whole hose bib out of the house, out of the wall, gone. And she's still cutting out there, dragging this, chopped up hose behind her. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what have I created here, you know? Um, but I, I got to say one thing. My kids, um, they had a lot of uh, different things happen to them. And I'm, I know it wasn't intentional because nobody could come up with some of this stuff they come up with. I'll give you another example. Same mower. And I got on it to cut the grass. I'm getting kind of close to the edge. And the next thing you know, I'm sliding off the seat, trying to hang on to the steering wheel while we're going down the hill. Man, we were we were flying. He says, I, <laughs> I get down to the bottom, and I'm telling you, I was, I was fit to be tied. So I get back up, and, and she said, um, Hey, did you notice anything on the mower? And I said, uh, What should I have noticed? She said, Well, 
she said, I, um, I waxed the seat on it. And I said, well, now what gives you the idea <laughs> that it is okay to wax a seat on a mower going downhill? I just, I, I'm missing the whole concept here. Uh, and, you know, like I said, my my kids have come up with some of the darndest things. You, I mean, I could write a book about them. Well, and, and what's so great about this, too, is, so he, so the, this, this waxing of the seat, so she waxes his, you know, the seat. He ends up having that deal. She rips out the stuff out of the house. So, I don't know at what point she thought, you know, waxing's a bad idea. I'm going to armor all the seat. Yeah. So, she armor alls the seat, then takes a break on the swing set. And me being five years younger, like, I utilize the swing set as a swing set, not like to take a break on it. So I get on the swing set, I'm swinging, I'm swinging, all of a sudden I get real, you know, high, and I just slip right off, hands everything, and I am in blackberry bushes, just screaming, crying, I don't know how to get out, because I mean, I'm like two feet back, it wasn't like I jumped into it willingly, or like had a pathway, and, you know, I'm like, I was just swinging, all of a sudden I flew off. And you can tell that she's looking over, like, sheepishly, like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And it's like, okay. The other thing with this lawnmower, the crab keeper taught me a very valuable lesson at a very young age. So if you ever have an injury and you need to drive yourself to the hospital and you're bleeding, make sure to grab the vehicle with the red interior don't don't even care if it's a stick shift. That doesn't matter. And it also doesn't matter if you kind of chopped off part of your finger on the lawnmower because it tumbled down two acres and it, you know, you tried to catch it or whatever. Um, you take that stick shift with the red interior and you drive yourself to the hospital because you don't want to go and get blood on any other interior in a vehicle. Well, you know, that was a test to see if I was still um, mentally able to make decisions, although I think I failed that test. But it, uh, it, she's right. What happened, again, is I was cutting towards the end uh, where there's a drop-off. Uh, the rear of uh, wheel tire slipped over the bank, and it started to go down. Um, so I tried to jump off the mower and let it just roll down the hill. Well, that in theory, that's a good idea. But as I tried to jump off, my pant leg got caught on the uh, brake. Um, so it's rolling down the hill, <clears throat> and I am still with it, rolling with it, and hoping it doesn't land on top of me. And it... it um, I I went all the way to the to the next road that was down there, um, and that has like a but, pretty good drop off. I want to say it, it was because it, I it was it's a, not like it just like is a rolling like slope down. It's like all of a sudden it's just like I would say probably like a five to six foot drop at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. 
And so I'm I'm laying down there. I'm and I finally uh, the mower stopped. I stopped right next to it, and I looked at my hands, and my hands were cut up pretty bad. And uh, that was I had a couple other injuries, but that the worst part was in my hands. And so I um, I figured out I'm just going to go down to the hospital. This is a little more than it should be. So, I go, I walk up to the house, and I, I'm looking to think, well, I should take my truck down there. And then I thought, no, that's not too good of an idea, because it had gray upholstery in it. And so, <laughs> I'm looking around, and I think, ah, there's my Mustang. And I had a, a Mustang with red interior. And so, I wrapped some towels around my hands. And uh, I get in the car and I drive down to the down to the hospital, and it was only what five miles, maybe. <laughs> only five miles? I think it was way longer because I mean in well, Tillamook, it's like could have been. I mean, yeah. it's like a I would say like a twenty minute drive or so to that part from where we were. It was a good amount because yeah. I remember like this was like back in the day where we actually had a the answering machine thing, and we didn't have cell phones, mm-hmm. so. I was out with my mom and my sister, and I want to say it was a weekend or something, and so we were doing some sort of shopping, and we get home, and you know, you come in the house, you put down, you know, your bags, and you go over and you push the play, if you see like the little, you know, light thing on the answering machine, and so we see that, and it's kind of rare, like we didn't get a lot of calls, and it's like, this is the Tillamook County Hospital, you know, John Fusco had a a small lawnmower injury, and he's down here, and we're like, okay, and then we have another message, and um, this was our neighbor, the Bodines, and they're like, hey, we found your lawnmower on our road, so we brought it back to your house, not really sure what happened, maybe you guys just didn't put it on park, they're like, but it was covered in blood, so I mean, uh, maybe, I I don't know, if you guys have an issue, let us know, but we brought your lawnmower back up, and it's like, I mean, it goes, in, you know, through the messages, and we're all kind of sitting there, and we're like, huh, and so, you know, my mom ends up calling, and I'm a kid at this point, like, I'm in, like, second, third, maybe fourth grade at the time, and, uh, calls the hospital, and they're like, yep, he's down here, and so we, we get down there, and he ended up cutting off, like, the full tip of his finger, like, it wasn't like he just had, like, a gash. I mean, it was like, there was, like, part of his finger missing. Like, he didn't have, like, I want to see his pointer, like, finger, like, nail. Like, I mean, the whole thing was gone. And it was, I mean, it was crazy because I want to say it was his, you know, his shifting hand, too. So we're like, you... Oh my gosh, like as an adult now, I'm like, okay, so my father is like a savage, like on a different level. <laughs> well, it was, you know, the, the kind of the the little coupe de grass here happened to be as I walk in the emergency area and uh, the attending there, she come over to me and she says, can I help you? Well, I'm, I've got my hands down. And I've got uh, towels wrapped around both wrists uh, and hands. By my hands, I look like, a, I don't know, looks like boxing gloves on there. But anyhow, I've got 
you know, I've got my hands at my waist, and she says, what can I help you with? And I said, well, I got, I got a little cut here on my hands. And she says, oh, okay, well, here, let me take a look. She opens up the, the bloody towel, and she started to wobble, you know. She said, oh, my God, and I got to call somebody. And I'm thinking, Jesus, maybe it's worse than I thought it was. But anyhow, we, um, she almost passed out. I had to go over and make sure she was okay. And I'm thinking, this isn't, you know, I didn't think it was all that bad work, you know. But I, what do I know? I mean, I, I'm just a lawn cutter, and, you know, she's a nurse. But um, they did uh, stitch me all up and everything, and they... Um, uh, they thought it was really clever of me being, uh, you know, of a of a sound mind at least, um, that I came down and uh, had had the idea that I knew which car to take. Okay. Yeah. So and so, at least they didn't think I was completely nuts. So I think I. So I don't know if you know this, but I don't know how to open bottles of wine if it's a cork. You know, uh, those those. Doggone corks, you know. I mean, they're just such a tight fit. Well, I think also you're not supposed to cut through the top of the seal with the actual, like, cork No, thing. no, that seal across the top is there for a reason not to... Do you want me to get you another utensil? No, uh, a hammer won't be... <laughs> won't, won't just do it, hon. You've never yeah. seen anyone try to do anything like that. So, no, I, my, uh, my husband says that I try to open every package like a honey badger. Uh, and honey badgers don't give a shit. You know, I, <laughs> I wish I could argue that point, but I, I think... He also usually won't let me open a bottle of wine that has a cork in it. Because he says uh, I like my wine minus the cork. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you, you kind of... I make it difficult. Uh, that's true. That is true. So, um, so you're getting to spend some quality time opening... Opening a, a, a bottle of wine. Yeah. Yep, yep. So what type of wine is that that you're opening up since you're getting to spend so much one-on-one <laughs> oh, on one time with the front of that label and the back of it? I don't know. The... the um, Wow, I've the never seen... The label just fell off with the. I've thing. never seen a cork. Dad, <laughs> uh, how you managed to get this cork remover completely down the side of one end of the cork is beyond me, but um, there's so, a lot of things that I, I am not very... Well, some, up on. sometimes uh, Knight Rider and VR will just throw away ball openers. I can understand that. Because <laughs> once I do that, they're like, it's yeah. the damnedest thing I've ever seen in my life. They're like, it's crazy. They're like, but I'm so glad that we can get these things for a dollar. Because, I mean, it's not, it's unreal. Oh, tell me about it. So is this like a better challenge than when we try to do the opening of the... Uh... Well, we might get to the wine here pretty soon. Well, I mean, but, you're still trying to get oh, the cork off I, the cork thing. I, I'm going to bring one more thing out before I forget again. Um, 
solo cups. The oh, red yeah. solo cups. What was I doing with the red solo cups? Oh, yeah. What now, were you doing with that? Do you know, I read someplace that there are lines on the, on the uh, solo cups that tell you how many ounces. Oh, how full pouring. it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what those little dots are? Yeah. It's kind of funny how they put those little dots on there trying to... And then I came thing. in with these hefty solo cups. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can... So, I have but, a bedazzler. You're, I'm sorry, what was that? I have a bedazzler. Okay. So, I was thinking I could bedazzle these. Okay. And these could be like our cups that we, you know. Oh, Lord. You know how I love to arts and craft. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, arts and crafts are, are your passion. I, I, almost, I almost feel somewhat bad for VR at times. Almost. Almost. Key word there. Because, I mean, okay, so I came home to my house, and I hadn't been there in a while, and VR was like, I just didn't know how to clean the floors, because there was nothing on the internet about painted floors. And I said, okay. I said, well, I used porch paint. Like, and he was like, where do you even find porch paint? Porch paint. That's almost like a tongue twister. Almost, uh, yeah. Porky porch paint? Mm. Mm, porch. porch. Now, just uh, give me something that'll hold up under people walking on it. Right. Know? That's the best way. Hey, to... it does. It does. And I put sparkles in it because I love glitter. Oh. And I love metallic. So, he hadn't cleaned any of the floors since I had came home because he was like, I didn't know how to clean them. And well, so then I showed him, like, hey, it doesn't matter. You can clean the floors however you want. I'll just paint them again if the paint comes up. Exactly. His face was just like, uh. And it's like, he knows I love spray paint. Mm -hmm. He knows I love glitter. He knows I love bedazzling. Like, I mean... I think he's kind of afraid to, like, clean the floors and then have me urge to redo them. Or he he may be, be de-dazzled while he's sleeping. Oh, man. So he he's a good sport sometimes because he will wear some of the clothes that I, like, you know, I make him and stuff. And he's like, uh, thanks. And, like, he... That's, you know, you know, I've got to add something right here. You know, I don't know how you where this idea came from, but that is a kilt, not a skirt. <laughs> you know, but but and if oh, and it, he could have probably you could have got away with it if yeah. the kilt didn't have all these fancy flowers on it I with know. bedazzle running along the the uh, elastic part. I know. I, I, you know. I, I mean, he's gun shy. He's, he's right a good now. sport overall. I mean, the only thing that he has, like, really taken a hard stance on is he's like, I'm not going to wear the Golden Girls clothes you got me. Oh. And I'm like, that's where you, that's where you draw the line, is the Golden Girls clothes. And, I mean, I can understand because, <clears throat> okay, like, it's a bright pink shirt. Oh, yeah. So, I can understand on that point. But, I mean, come on. Have you, have you heard some of the great one-liners that they have. Have we? Have you tried this? Have we tried this? 
no, we haven't tried this. I just opened the bottle. <laughs> Dad's like, I just, <laughs> I, I finally just got the bottle open. It. So I want to uh, say it was like, probably, I kind of glanced at the timer. I want to say it was like 11 minutes. That what? It took me to open it? Open it, pour it, and us oh. get to this point. Okay. Well, this wine that we're looking at now, <laughs> it's called the Original Dark Horse. It's a Merlot. Merlot. And um, we're going to give it a try and see. So this one's from California, and it's a 2017. I feel that, like that's a fancy wine. That uh, That is pretty good wine. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like it's... I, <laughs> I don't know why I would classify that as fancy. <laughs> I don't either, but <laughs> I can... Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I talk <laughs> to people that think beer is fancy, so, Champagne of beer? What is uh, the, who is the Champagne of beer? Uh, that has got to be. Is that Miller? No. Yeah. Is no, it? no, no, no. Mm. Well, maybe it is, I don't know. It's, I, it's a gold, it's a gold can. Yeah. It's a gold can. Where is those fancy smart cars? It's a, I just remember, because it's like a, the champagne of beer, the champagne of I, beers. I know that, um. Uh, yeah, Miller High Life. Miller High Life, yeah, okay. I am not a beer drinker as much as I used to be. I matter of fact, I hardly ever drink beer anymore. Um, I had some uh, medical issues um, and, um, he had I, the gout. I, yeah. I come down <laughs> the, with the gout. The gout. And, and see, and the crib keeper is such a generous, generous soul to where he was willing to give me the genes to be one of the few females that gets the gout. So that's yeah. also why I like to punk him about the gout because the very first time I ever woke up and I couldn't have like a sheet or a sock or anything on, yeah. I was like, I think he gave me the gout. I think, I think my dad gave me the gout. Well, I had it for quite a few years and I'll tell you, you talk about pain. Uh, if you've ever had a, a case of the gout, it, uh, pain is, uh, is put in uh, a different category, uh, gout pain. And uh, I tried a lot of different things, and I just could not, I couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. And all kinds of medications, you know. And um, I was taking my beloved wife down to our rheumatologist. Uh, she was having some uh, problems there. So this uh, this doctor, he's in uh, quite a ways away. He's about 40, 50 miles away. And um, nicest guy you ever want to meet. He, is, uh, he, he wrote a book and, and everything else. And just, um, just a nice guy. So anyhow, I brought her in. And I, it was during the summer, so I had short sleeve shirts on her tank top. And... He looks at me and he said, and I, I'm not kidding you, I'm not exaggerating, my elbows looked like there was softballs tied to them. I mean, they were 
and painful. Oh my God. So, um, anyhow, he said, uh, whoa, uh, boy, you, you really got a bad case of the gout there. I said, yeah, tell me about it. He said, do you want to get rid of it? And I said, you know, as a Pope Catholic, you know, certainly. Um, he said, well, I could, I could do that for you. I mean, we could get rid of it. That's not a problem. And I'm thinking, man, has this guy been, what's he been drinking back here? I've tr I've hit, I don't know how many different doctors, you know, and they're all telling me, well, try this medication, try this one, try this one. So I sat down and uh, we had a nice conversation and he said, uh, so you're interested in getting rid of it? And I said, yeah, that's not exactly a birthmark here. Um, yeah, what's it going to take? And he said, you've got to follow exactly what I tell you to do. And I said, you got it. He said, do you drink beer? I said, you got it. He said, you're going to quit that. And I'm thinking, oh, man. And he said, you don't got that's it. That's, he said, no, you know, don't get me wrong. You don't have to, you know. There's nothing here that says that you have to quit. Um, but you're, you're going to still have the gout. So, but if, you know, if it's going to be a problem you quitting, you know, hey, it's up to you. So I thought about it for, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds or so. And uh, I said, you know what? If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. And he says, okay. He says, let me, let me tell you something. You have to follow whatever I say to the letter. There's no playing games here. Because uh, I don't want you to waste my time and I don't want to waste your time. So, you know, I said, oh, what the hell, I've tried every other doctor around here, and what's the difference? So, I said, uh, okay, yeah, let's talk about it. He said, okay, what I'm going to tell you is you can drink beer. Uh, he said, I don't want to scare you half to death there for, uh, you know. But the key thing is, is it can be, it has to be non-alcoholic beer. So... That sounds like uh, you, fun time. You could, you know, I mean, you could drink as much beer as you want as long as it's non-alcoholic. So, I said, well, you know, what the heck, I'm, I'm, I'm going for it because the pain is just unreal. And, uh, and so he said, okay, well, we, we could take care of this. And uh, he said, what's a good thing is like for dinner... I uh, have a, a, a glass of wine, but it has to be red wine, not white, not nothing else. It has to be, you know, uh, what I tell you it's got to be, you know, it's got to be red wine. So I said, well, okay, how much medication am I going to get? And he says, what, what medication? I'm not going to give you any medication. I just told you what it's going to take, you know. And I thought, oh, man, this isn't for a long haul here. But I did follow his instructions to the, to the wire. And, my, uh, and it took quite a few months. But you could see it was start, they were starting to um, get back to normal. And um, it did 
get back to normal. I I would go down there and meet him. Now I I go once a year to him, and he'll look at me. He'll uh, look at some uh, records, and uh, he said, "Yeah, you're fine." He says, "You want to get back? Start drinking a beer again." I said, "No, I, I'm okay with non-alcohol beer." Man, and uh, I, I'm telling you that he wrote a book. This guy is straight up. He yeah. is great. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I give up drinking beer a lot of the time. Like, I will dapple in beer because I really enjoy beer. And if I dapple in beer too often, then I get hives. And so, like, usually I'm, like, a hard A person or I just don't drink at all. So, like, me dappling in wine is, like, uh, trying this stuff out. Well, well, so, I think we are about that time again. Here we go. Oh, I know. So, without further ado, later, witches. Till next time. Here we go. Well, 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 witches. That was once again a very amazing episode. I love to dish with the crepe keeper about, I guess, our Costco size accidents and, you know, what we've learned over the years. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. And, well, stay tuned, witches, because we're going to be back soon. I will not ghost you, like I said. So stay tuned till the next episode. Later, witches. <laughs>